I have something brand new that I'm super excited to share with you. It's called the Community Creators Hub, and I've made it just for you. You can search through every episode of this podcast by keyword, download all of my favorite guides and resources, and find all of my recommended tools for community creators. And the best part? It's completely free. Just go to Community Creators Hub, that's Community Creators Hub, H-U-B, dot com to get your free access. Do you want to know what it takes to write really compelling copy, not just to sell more of your programs, but to actually get people in your programs to take action on what you're teaching or what you're providing? Well, my guest today is an absolute expert in conversion copywriting. She even trains and certifies copywriters. So she's going to give us her formula for creating really compelling copy, a secret that makes all the difference if you pay attention to it. And she's also a lawyer. So she's got some thoughts on AI that you are not going to want to miss. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. I'm super excited because today we have Anna Powers, who is a conversion copywriter. And you may be wondering, why do you have a conversion copywriter on a community podcast? Well, I talk about this a lot. But marketing doesn't stop once somebody gets into your program. In fact, it becomes even more important because how do we get attention and keep people engaged and get them to take action? Well, that takes conversion copywriting. So I brought Anna here because she is an expert. She runs the Clickworthy Copywriting Certification. She used to be a civil litigator, which I think has so much to do with why she's good at like copywriting and communication and writing compelling copy. But now she works with seven and eight figure business owners. She helps them with their messaging and trains and certifies copywriters who serve them or copywriters who are on their team. She's done so much like quadrupling email open rates and doubling annual revenues and helping people with their launches. She's an absolute conversion copywriting genius. So I'm so excited to dive into this conversation. Anna, thanks for being here today. I'm so excited to be here. Let's dive in really quick, but before we do, I want to know what's your favorite community you've ever been a part of and what did you love about it? Okay. This is a new community for me. So my husband and I together joined a mastermind in July and I love that it includes family. It's amazing. So the mastermind is called the Wellspring. It's for seven, eight, and nine figure business owners who love Jesus. And it was the coolest thing ever. We met in Ojai, California. Our little baby girl is five and a half months old. She was, I guess, four and a half months and she was totally welcome in the room. In fact, there were like five babies. So all the moms, you know, were like hanging out at the back of the room. Like she's the only girl baby. All the other babies are boys. And we're already like making our little matches, (laughs) but it was such a refreshing community to be a part of because yes, there's business content, but primarily it was focused on family and relationships and spirituality and everything's connected. You know, when you're looking at your business, it's not just about the programs that you run. It's like, who do those programs serve and how is that going to impact their lives for the better? And what kind of legacy is the work that you do here going to leave? And are you going to leave the world a little bit better than how you found it? You know, so it was just a really refreshing community and we're in for at least a year. So I'm really excited because it's the very beginning of our time in there. 
I remember when he first started that community and people were texting me, you've got to be part of this. Look at what they're doing. It's so cool. And he's actually going to be in Nashville and I'm going to dinner with him and some people later in the year. So I'm excited to get to know more, but I've heard amazing things about that community. And it's so cool to not only be in a business community, but to be in a community that's aligned from a faith and family perspective, because I've been an entrepreneur for over a decade. And especially in the early years, it was so hard to find anybody who understood all parts of me versus just one part of me, if you will. Yeah. Um, I've been in a ton of mastermind groups and many amazing mastermind groups that I love and speak you know, very highly of, but it was something different to be able to be surrounded by people who are actively praying for you and really like committed to not just helping you grow in business, but like grow into the best version of yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I love that for you. Okay. So let's talk about conversion copywriting. And I just want to start with the basics. And I think oftentimes when people are newer in the online space or even those that have a more established business, but they've never outsourced copywriting before, they think it's a one size fits all kind of thing. Like copywriting is copywriting. So can you talk a little bit about what do we mean when we say conversion copywriting? Great. I love this question because I always give my basic definition of copy, which is words that sell. So really there's many things that can be considered copy beyond just how we use it in our business. Like if you're a mom, you're selling your kids on, Hey, I'm going to need you to eat those vegetables. And we all have our different approaches, right? About that. But conversion copy specifically is meant to transform someone from an audience member or someone who's just interested in a business or an offer or a mentor to an actual paying enrolled client or customer. So it's taking, that's where we get conversion. It's transforming someone from just someone on the outside looking in to someone who is a part of the community, integrated in an offer, doing the work with the business and getting the results from working with the business. So I can see how that'd be super valuable on the marketing side. Like I need to write compelling launch emails or whatever it might be, ads to get people into my program How do you see it being just as relevant when somebody gets into a program and now it's like, we need to get them to complete onboarding. We need to get them to actually show up for calls. We maybe even have a higher level program that we want to send them to. How does conversion copywriting come into play for after the sale? Yeah. Okay. So it's exactly what you said in the intro, which is once someone has joined your program, that's actually when the real work begins because we all know it's really easy to whip out the credit card, join the program and kind of expect the results to just get into you by osmosis. But we also know that's not the way it works. So once someone has made that first big decision to get into the program, now it's your job as that leader to make sure that you make it as easy as possible for them to show up and do the work that will get them the results. So that's having regular emails, telling them, reminding them, not just like, hey, your call is at 4 p.m., but like, why should they want to attend that call? Why should they shuffle things around in their calendar to be there? What are some eye-catching bullet points that you can put into that email about that upcoming call that's going to tease their curiosity to where they're like willing to move their tennis match so that they can be there live on that call and participate and get those results. If they don't come to the call, that replay email shouldn't just be, 
hey, here's your your replays uploaded. It should be like, here's the things that we covered. And here's why you want to make sure that if you weren't able to be there live, you need to go back and watch it. So we're constantly re-enrolling our existing clients and customers. And we do that with copy. Yeah. I love the re-enrolling. Like I talk all the time about you. You always have to be reselling them, re-enrolling them on their belief in themselves, on their belief in the program, the program's ability to get them results on that particular action that you want them to take. So I talk a little bit about copywriting in the course. So I have my community training course. There's one little lesson in there in the communication section that talks about like writing clear, concise, compelling copy and how important that is. But I obviously don't go super deep on that because it's not a copywriting course. It's a community training course. So can you talk a little bit about what is the difference practically when it comes to conversion copywriting? Like, How do I get good at this or at least better at it? Yeah. Okay. So you want to first connect with your people. And if you've already got them enrolled and they're already in the community, chances are you've already done a really good job of that. But one way that we can connect with people is developing a desired identity. So we talk a lot about speaking to the client from the identity that they're in when they come to you and also developing a shared vision, a shared version within the community of that desired identity. So you're aligning the actions that you want them to take because you know they're going to lead to the result with that desired identity that they have. So that's the first thing is connection. Then what you want to do is you want to make a contrast between where they are, and where they want to be. So that's where it's really helpful to have those two identities. For example, when someone comes into our copywriting certification, oftentimes they may identify as a struggling freelancer. You know, someone who's been trying to make it work, a struggling online business owner, but they haven't really found their stride. We have created that identity of a go-to expert copywriter, someone who is known as an incredible results getter for clients, someone who is sought after, who has a waiting list, who can charge double for a rush project. Like that's where they want to be. So when we're teaching, we're always talking about like this, setting your rates this way, putting your package together this way. This is how you're going to go from that struggling freelancer to that go-to expert copywriter. So we're forming the contrast. After we've connected with them, we're forming the contrast between where they are now, which is based on the results, the actions they've been taking, that's what's gotten them their results. And then where they want to be and what kind of actions they're going to have to take to get those results. And actually really, if you want to take it at a really high level, being like showing up as the go-to expert copywriter, even before they've seen those results in their bank account, like putting together their agreements in that way, delivering their work product in that way, showing up online in that way, showing up on sales calls in that way versus showing up from their current version of uh, struggling freelancer. So we have to form and highlight the contrast and really, again, enroll them into why, like if you keep doing the same things you've been doing and showing up the same way you've been showing up, this is where you'll stay. We have to get you to this next level. And I can see how like even in the most simple thing, like an email encouraging people to watch a replay, for example, if you're always going back to that shared identity, that connection piece, and then that contrast of like, this is, if you're struggling with this or you identify as this, the replay that you're going to watch, this training on XYZ is going to help you get closer to this future identity, this after, and this is the step like it's going to help you accomplish. 
Yeah. And even a a tangible, practical example, because I feel like those are helpful sometimes. I was talking with one of my mentors about someone who our trainings in our high level copywriting group, which is for people who are looking to go to like 20K a month as copywriters, they're 90 minutes. And we had someone say, I don't have time. You know, these trainings are so valuable, but I don't have time to sit through these trainings. And I was talking with my own mentor about that. And he was, he said something so great. He's like, Listen, the only reason they shouldn't have time to watch those 90 minute trainings is because they're so busy serving all those clients that they booked. So if they don't have the level of revenue that they want, like they have time to watch those trainings. You know, they're just choosing not to prioritize that. And even something as simple as that, again, is drawing them back into that identity to be able to have that conversation with that person. Like you're saying you don't have time, but The only reason you shouldn't have time is that you're so busy serving all these clients. You join this program to learn how to show up at this level to get that caliber of client. But now you're saying that you don't have time, like, but a go-to expert copywriter makes the time to be able to learn the things that you need to learn to sustain that level. So you get to choose. Do you want to stay a struggling freelancer or do you want to be a go-to expert? Like this is the way, but I can't force you on the path. And I can like just hear the light bulbs going off and all the membership site owners listening to this because having worked with so many clients, I know that one of the main reasons people cancel is because they say, I don't have time for this. And that language around, like you said, this is the identity you want. This is what you want to create. It's like the only reason I don't have time should be what you're saying is because you've achieved this and now your sales calls are booked or you're working with clients or you're out living your dream life, traveling the world or whatever it is that that end result is. Yeah. That is so good. Okay. So we have connection, we have contrast. And then we call to action. So we make that contrast between where they are, where they want to be. And this is where sometimes people who talk about ethical marketing a lot, and I talk about ethical marketing. I mean, integrity is a core value of our company, but sometimes people really balk at the whole idea of twisting the knife, show contrasting the pain with the end goal that they really desire. But really, we're not twisting the knife. I never use that terminology, but we are highlighting the pain because we as human beings, we tend to numb out. You can look at your life in so many ways, not you specifically, but like all of us, like we can look at our lives and say, oh, you know, when I'm feeling stressed, maybe I turn on Netflix or maybe like I drink wine or maybe some people have like coping mechanisms that might be considered a little healthier. They go run five miles, but we all kind of have these little ways that we try to convince ourselves things aren't really as bad as they are. And so that's what we have to do is just like highlight for that client who came, I'm so busy. I don't have time. Okay. But like, I have to push into that and say, but you don't have the results you want either. And this is what's required for you to get those results. So I actually have to not be scared of her saying she's not getting the results because she doesn't have time to watch the trainings and be like, That's the reason you're not getting the results is that you're not prioritizing the time it would take you. But once we've done that contrast, then we call them to action. And then we're like, and here's your next step. Your next step is to click into the portal and watch this and then do this assignment. Your next step is to show up live on this training. Your next step is to book the ticket and come to the event and meet us in person and like build that community. So that's where we're really going. Connection, contrast, and then we can call to action. And that ultimately does lead to the conversions. You know, I think about this and I picture myself at the doctor's office and I've got, I've come to them for help and they've identified the problem. They know what's wrong with me. And they're like, here's the prescription. This is what's going to help you. You've got to do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, 
yeah, no, but I don't really have time for that. And the doctor has to look at me and say, this will not get better. It will not get better unless you do this. And I know this is uncomfortable. I know you don't want to exercise. I know you don't want to eat right. I know you don't want to do whatever this thing is, have this surgery, have this procedure, but the pain isn't going to go away unless you do it. And I think it's a, if anybody went to a doctor and the doctor gave them a diagnosis and then gave them a solution and the person just was like, yeah, no thanks. And the doctor's like, all right, fine. Have a great day. People would not consider that a good doctor. They'd be like, "That what? That is not somebody who cares about you. That's not somebody who cares about your health and your well-being. But yet when we do it, when we try and say, no, wait, you paid me to get help. Like you came to me because you want help and I have help for you. I have a solution. I have whatever it is to get you to the thing that you want or the thing that you need. And yet then people get upset when we then try and coach and encourage them back to that core belief. Because I think what you know, if you've been in the business for a long time and you've helped enough people, you know that it's mindset. You know it's their limiting beliefs. I know people are like, oh my gosh, stop saying it's limiting beliefs. It legitimately is. As very successful entrepreneur of over a decade, I encounter limiting beliefs on the regular, y'all. So it's not just a saying. This is We are doing our people a disservice if we are not speaking to the conversation that is going on in their mind that is holding them back from the result that they want. And so that's where that contrast piece comes in. But you have to know, y'all, I talk about this all the time, you have to know your people or you can't write good conversion copies. So can you talk about that just a little bit? Because I know people are going to have this formula. They're going to sit down in their little hole at their desk. They're going to try and write (laughs) their stuff. Then they're going to go, it didn't work. Didn't work, Shanna. It didn't work, Anna. (laughs) I know so much of it's going to come back to like, have you listened? Oh, have you talked with your people? Okay. So if you're listening to this and you have an offer, have you interviewed four to 10 of your ideal clients and recorded those interviews and printed out the transcripts and studied their exact language before you ever put together a sales page for every offer that you have? And have you printed their exact words and phrases, like taken the ones, especially the most common ones that you see if you interview eight customers, like four of them are using the same phrase. Have you dropped those specific phrases into your sales page and it's still not working? Okay. I bet a very low percentage of people who are listening to this right now have actually done that exercise to interview four to 10 ideal clients before they make any new offer. But that is the gold. And that's something that we teach our certified copywriters. You know, copywriters are trained to capture the voice of whoever they're writing for. But it astounds me that, because I've taken a ton of programs over the years, it astounds me that people don't teach this. We teach our copywriters, you don't just interview the business owner and try to capture their voice. You also have to interview the client's of your client, the business owner. It has to go multiple layers deep. And I think as creators, oftentimes like we're just thinking, oh, I have this idea for this offer. This is who I think would want it. I'm going to figure out how to speak to them. But you're not them. You have, or you're not they, if I want to be grammatically correct. Like you have results that they are looking for or else they wouldn't be even interested in what you could help them with. So it's very challenging for you to put yourself nine years back and try to remember exactly what you were feeling and draw on this specific terminology. And things have changed a lot in the last nine years or decade for you, 12 years, whatever. So we have to actually talk to our ideal clients. We have to get on calls with them 
And I always encourage our clients to do that, to do them as video calls, because there is like a lot of nonverbal that you can pick up and kind of poke deeper. And this is where I have a background in law. I practiced law for eight and a half years and don't keep two law licenses active. And depositions were like one of my favorite things, because basically you're just asking the same question in 17 different ways until you get the real answer. And when you can see someone, you can kind of tell they're holding back still. So do those interviews on video, you know, schedule them 20, 30 minutes. They're not marathons, but you're going to ask your customers the questions like, how long has this thing you're struggling with been a problem for you? What else have you tried to solve this? Why do you think it hasn't worked so far? How long have you been trying to solve this? What's been the most frustrating part of not being able to solve this? How has it affected your business, your life, your husband, your kids, all the things like whatever's relevant to that client? And then you also want to ask them, like, what is your ultimate goal surrounding this thing? And what's going to be possible for your family, your health, et cetera, with this thing? And then also things that some, that people forget especially marketers, ironically, is that we talk a lot about urgency and scarcity. Those are buying triggers. Robert Cialdini has a great book called Influence that goes into all the different buying triggers. It's a great read for anybody who is more interested in this. So we talk a lot about urgency, but most marketers and even community, people who are running communities, like you're trying to put the urgency like the call is happening. So hurry up and get on. It's what I call kind of like fake marketer urgency. This is our launch. It's open and then it's closed. It's only open and closed because you decided it would be open and closed. Then the call is only happening at this time because you decided it would happen at this time. So the urgency that works best for someone to actually take an action is their inner urgency. So a great question to ask on those interviews is, why does this need to change now? Regardless of what time the call is or when the program opens or closes, like, why do you have to fix this now? You tell me you've been trying to fix this for six years. What's different about now? What's going to make the difference that actually has you taking different actions now? And trying to get into the root of what the real thing is kind of like in the deposition example, like I know that's not the real answer. There's another answer or that seven layer exercise that coaches teach of why, like, why do you think this is? And then why, and then why, and then why, and then you go seven layers deep and then you start to get to the real answer. So that's something that most people miss is really If you want to understand your customers, you can't do it from your ivory tower. You have to talk with them. And Pat Flynn did this for years. And I know as late as November of 2019, he was still doing it because he was a guest at a mastermind that I was part of. And I asked him, do you still do this? All your millions of dollars that you make. But once a month, he would get on Skype, I think at the time, with just email subscribers and just interview them and talk with them and find out like what's going on in your life. Why did you sign up for the email list? What are you looking to accomplish? Just like a really like casual interview. But I tell our clients, if Pat Flynn can set aside a day every single month and he was interviewing people who I think weren't even clients yet, just like randomly picking people off the email list. Hey, I want to talk with you and get to know you. If he can make time for that, you can make time for that. If he's running a much bigger business than a lot of people who come to us initially are. So if he can make time for that, you can make time for that. And I would argue the reason that he's running 
that level of a business now is because he made time to really connect with the customers and connect with the clients, connect with the subscribers before they ever were clients. Because those are human beings. We can get really wrapped up in the numbers and how many subscribers, but those are people with souls and spirits and plans and goals, and they matter. They matter more than just a number in our CRM. That is in their DNA. I just interviewed Matt Gartland, their CEO, a few weeks ago, and they have a community-led business, 100%. Like They are tapped into what their community needs and wants, and they do still have conversations like that. I know they do a group one for people on their newsletter list every month for sure. But it's fascinating talking about this, call it avatar work or whatever. I hate the word avatar because people think about a worksheet they got in a course at some point. It's really knowing the people that you're serving. And there's an episode that I did a while back, an interview with Ginger Dean, who has built this huge Instagram following. She has a very unique business, but she speaks their language better than they speak their language. She connects so well with her audience because she has had so many conversations and she has a community where she goes deep with them and she listens and she hears what they're saying. And I think even just speaking for myself, I've done a lot of interviewing of clients, but I haven't done that lately. Like I haven't hopped on the calls, but I do love, I have a video ask. So as soon as somebody joins my course, we're asking them the questions of like, why did you join? And I really encourage people to do that. So if you going, gosh, I can't do all these interviews. Yeah, you have time for this. But a way to do it with anybody who joins your email list or who joins your program is to have a video ask tool. I have that video messaging guide inside of the community creators hub. But that video messaging guide will teach you how to do a video ask where you can ask them a question like, why was it important for you to join now and get their feedback in the moment. Because we do surveys for our members all the time and we ask, why did you join? And I'm like, look, if they've been in your program, your membership for more than 90 days, they don't know. They're just kind of making it up. They can tell you why they stayed, but they probably can't tell you why they joined at this point. They can give you some context on a one-on-one interview for sure, because you can take them back to that moment. You can ask those questions to get them there. But I love that you're talking about this because I do think it's the missing piece. People have this formula of what to say and what to write. But if you don't really know the language of your community, of your audience, it's really hard to get to that inner urgency that you were talking about. And so you think about it, you've got your framework, you have the really understanding your community, you talked about inner urgency versus just using like scarcity and urgency for the fun of it. What are the other key elements? You mentioned almost like a voice guide, understanding the voice of the business owner. Are there aspects of that that you think are really important for a business owner to understand? We do send the business owner, if we're writing, if I'm writing personally for any business owner, or when we teach this to our copywriters, how you interview your client, not your client's clients, which is what we were talking about, but your client, we've got a questionnaire that we've used literally since 2017. Obviously we tweak it, we refine it, but we're asking things like just nitty gritty things that you might think are kind of silly questions, but they matter. You know, what slang would you use? What slang do you use? What slang would you never use? Who would your ideal celebrity customer be? Because if someone says, what's Goldie Hawn's daughter's name? Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Very different kind of ideal client than if they say Catherine Zeta-Jones. So that right there is a really easy way for you to start and us to start kind of getting a grasp of 
who is this business really intended to serve? So that's a way that we do get into starting to capture the voice of the brand. I also always encourage our writers to go and find as much video content of that business owner as they can and really watch them and how they present, again, the little nuances of the phrases they say, what core messages they tend to hit on over and over again. Because if you watch any business owner, you watch a couple hours of video of a business owner from different social media clips and Facebook lives that they've done, you'll start to see the topics that they really are passionate about that can seem to pop again and again. So that's another great way. I mean, people have whole programs on creating a voice brand guide. So you can really go deep in that topic if you want to. We had one created for our business and it's massive. It's like 30 single space pages and it's got all kinds of depth into it. But to start out, you know, I think getting a hold of that video content and having just so people take about an hour to fill out the questionnaire that we send them. So pretty in-depth questionnaire to get to some of the things that they're saying and thinking as regularly, get to the things that they're saying and thinking on a regular basis. And then something else that we ask about is we really do ask these questions that take them back. So I'll say like, what's a favorite childhood memory? And how does that play in if it does to the work that you do now? And it's such a simple question, but we've had multiple clients over the years come and say, that question brought me to tears like and journal out paragraphs upon paragraphs because they all of a sudden made a connection between something that was in their heart when they were a little kid and how they show up now and why they created this business and why they're serving, why they're doing it, how they're doing it. Wow. Gosh, I love that. I love asking those kind of questions because I think that's one of the hardest things. And we can talk about this a little bit. I know AI and copywriting, but people will always say like, AI will never learn my voice, but it'll never be able to understand my voice. And I think I'm a fan of leveraging AI. I don't think it will ever replace great copywriting, but I think it can help get us away from a blank page. But that is the challenge. It's not going to write like you. And so it's so funny because I can often see when I get an email from somebody, I'm like, that ain't your voice. I know you. (laughs) I've heard you on Facebook Lives. This isn't you. You ran this through ChatGPT and now it's spitting out. And I, in fact, there's certain words that if you use ChatGPT yourself, you know the words that it uses all the time. Like, meanwhile, and like, here's the gist. And there's just things that it says on repeat. And who really says, I mean, I don't know many people in real life who say, "Who's here's the gist. I know. And it's like, and meanwhile, I was doing, but the funny thing is, (laughs) is that I know the better you know your own voice and other people on your team, if you have a copywriter or somebody helping you with that, knows your voice, the better your content is. But the same thing with, okay, yeah, so you have a voice guide, you put it into chat GPT, it learns your voice, and then now it can write in your voice better. But it can't know the voice of your community. So when you really think about great conversion copywriting, really compelling copy that moves people to take action, there's so many dynamic elements to it. In fact, people have been teaching it for so many decades and so many layers of so many decades that I don't know why we think an AI tool is going to just all of a sudden be able to do it. Well, the interesting thing about that, and this may take the conversation in a slightly different direction, but I actually draw more of my legal background when I'm thinking about AI. So it's currently, as of the recording, unless something changed like in the last couple of days, 
and this, there will be evolving legislation on this. And, you know, disclaimer, I'm saying this as a point of information and education. I'm not giving anybody legal advice. She's not giving legal advice. <laughs> but you can't copyright something that is generated by AI. So I'm always shocked when people are teaching, like, create your course with AI. You know, it's like, okay, if you want to never have the right to protect it. And copyright is a little bit different, like trademarking, which we have trademarks on several things in our company. Trademarking, you apply for the mark and it takes like a year. Our last one took like more than a year because I think with the pandemic, things slowed down a good bit. But copyright, normally when you produce it, it's inherent. It is already copyrighted. Like you just, you, if I write song lyrics right now, because it's like a hobby passion of mine, like I have the copyright to that song. I don't have to go register it. But if someone else stole it and I wanted to protect it in a court of law, it has to be registered. You can't register something that AI created. So if AI can create song lyrics, AI can create limericks and poems and things, and you can you can do that, but you can never, it's not yours. AI created it and it can never be yours. So that's something that I actually teach our copywriters on. For example, like our agreement, we're transferring copyright, not R-I-T-E, but copyright R-I-G-H-T. We're transferring that right to that intellectual property from ourselves to our client. When I produce copywriting for them, I'm saying like, I created this and now I'm transferring those legal rights to you because that's a service you paid me for. If you're using AI to create it, you can't transfer something that's not yours. So like Cuidado, walk, tread lightly. You got to be really careful there. So yes, I totally believe in using AI as a tool to help you create different variations of things, play with different options, brainstorm the beginnings of different headlines. So it's a very valuable tool. But even just, I again, think of it more from a legal perspective is just like, that's just not smart to create something that you have no rights to. That's just not wise. So why would you do it? But I think a lot of people just don't know. They haven't gone to law school, so they just don't know. And there's so many flashy people who also didn't go to law school and also don't know. Like selling these courses on how to use AI to make courses, making a quick buck. And it's so funny because (laughs) there's a verse that I'm like meditating on this week. And it's my phone screensaver. Proverbs 21.5, plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. And I think if you think of that in terms of like, it's not just AI, anytime there's a new trend, there's like a bajillion creators kind of jumping on the bandwagon, trying to like create courses around it to capitalize on that trend and make a quick buck. They'll change their whole business model to become AI experts. And that's in my mind, that's hasty. That's not long-term sustainable. And I hate seeing it because I think it leads a lot of people down a a sad path, like teaching them how to do something that's ultimately going to hurt them because you didn't really fully understand it when you start teaching it. Yeah. Oh man, that's powerful. You didn't fully understand it when you started teaching it yourself. That is rampant, my friend. Um, (laughs) That's a whole nother podcast episode. Stops rant. (laughs) I know. But seriously though, it's super valuable to have your perspective as a copywriter, as somebody who trains copywriters and somebody who has legal expertise as well to go, look, yeah, there's one thing we can talk about, which is can it even write good, compelling copy? But the other thing to talk about is like, legally, is is this a direction you should even be going in when it comes to producing copy 
pieces, if you will, like use it for inspiration, use it to get off the blank page, use it for little pieces of things here and there. But you shouldn't just be like, write me an article about this, write me an email about this, and then like slapping it into whatever you're trying to create. Exactly. Wow. Okay. I feel like that was a bonus lesson on this podcast (laughs) interview. I love it. So I know a lot of people are listening to this and they're like, that's really wonderful and great, but I don't write my copy or I don't want to write my copy or just like, hey, I know our, for example, like the email copy that you have during a launch is worth millions for some people, but we we don't really invest in it. We write it once, we think it's golden, but that could be the key to unlocking twice the conversions that we've been getting. So how does somebody work with you or with one of your certified copywriters? Yeah. So our website is, I go by my middle name, which is Anna. Our website is my full name, which is sarahannapowers.com. There's no H on the Sarah's. It's S-A-R-A-A-N-N-A-P-W-E-R-S.com. And there's a copywriting tab there. So you can apply. We have a 20K minimum if I'm writing the copy for package. So it makes sense for a certain level of a business owner. Just when your business is producing, like you see the value and it can make, for example, our landing pages standard conversion rate is 20 to 25% for like an opt-in page. We normally can produce them anywhere from 40 to 60%, like very predictably. So imagine, you know, if you're spending money on Facebook ads to get leads and you're getting double the leads, like that's very valuable. So if that makes sense for you, you can apply. And I take on a small handful of projects at this point, especially with a little new little baby. But yeah, you can definitely apply and we can see if we're the right fit to work together. But to work with our copywriters, something that we do that's really cool as a bonus for them once they certify we have them on a directory on our website. There's no go between with us. Like literally it's just certified copywriters. There's a whole page. Everybody's photo and bio is there and you can email them and reach out to them directly. We don't charge a penny for that. It's just a benefit to our writers that we provide and they're all fully trained by us. So you can kind of peruse their, there's several dozen on their live right now. They stay for a year once they certify. And you can peruse their bios and schedule some interviews and find your next copywriter. Yeah. And I love that you don't have just like a certification by name. We've talked about this on Voxer at length. You have a very in-depth certification process. So you better believe that somebody who is on that page isn't just somebody who went through a course. There's somebody who's actually produced works that you have reviewed, you and your team have looked at and said, yes, this is up to the standard in which we can recommend it, which is awesome. And then I know you have a certification cohort coming up start of next year. So if you have somebody on your team who's a copywriter and you want them to be trained by Anna and her team, or if you're listening to this, because I know I have a lot of freelancers actually who listen to this as well, and you're going, oh, I'm ready to specialize. I'm ready to not be a VA anymore. I'm ready to not just like dabble in funnels, but I really want to specialize and you want to become a certified copywriter. What does that look like? Yeah. So you can get on our priority notification list. We don't call it a wait list because words matter and who wants to wait, but it's our priority notification list. I'm forever changing that in all things. Priority notification list. That's right. Your priority. So that's at sarahannapowers.com forward slash 
priority. So you can get on that list and then you'll get all the emails when we open up in February, 2024. Also, we have a guide. It's like a 30 page, everything's 30 pages, single space today in my examples, but that is what it is. And it's just a guide of like how you can start as a copywriter and as a premium copywriter as what we call that go-to expert. And that's available at sarahannapowers.com forward slash guide, G-U-I-D-E totally free. It'll pop you, of course, onto our email list. So, you know, we do send out helpful content on a very regular basis. So I would love for anybody who's interested to pick up the guide. You know, you're interested in the cert, get your name on that priority list because we do do some special things for the people who are on that list. I love it. Thanks for hanging out. Oh my gosh, this was so fun. I feel like we got to talk about so many things and I love that you brought up AI because that really is a topic that everybody's thinking about. So I love that we got to go there as well. Yeah, I know. I'm like, that could be a whole, uh, there's like three segues we've yes. gone down, but I'm like, this is why I'd set time limits because nobody would listen to our two and a half hour conversation, but I love it. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven-minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time.